It's the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travis on Magic Talk. Five and a half past two. This is the hour. I reckon this is the best hour. They're all good hours, but this is amazing. I love this. If you're a dog fan and you've gone and bought a dog and it's not really doing what you think it should be doing, maybe it's you, maybe it's the dog, maybe it's both your problem. It doesn't matter. What you can do now is you can phone 0800 844 747 and have a free chat with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness Dogs. G'day, Darren. Good morning. Uh, sorry, good afternoon, good, Roman. Yeah, well, you're probably tired. You've been at the field days having a great time, haven't you? I have indeed, yeah. What did you? What struck you most about the field, the field days this year? Well, it's the first time I've ever been to field days, actually. So um, uh, those amazing tractors, um, no dogs, wasn't it? The dog-free zone. Barbara. Strange. Yeah, I know. Um, but one thing I did notice that there was a lot of um, uh, interest in a certain stall that was selling electric shock collars, um, and I think they call them bark collars. And I just wanted to touch on that really just so that people understood um, whether that's the right choice for their dog, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and from a behaviourist perspective, I reckon, um, I, I say there's a no-no, you just don't use them at all. For um, any situation? <laughs> I, I personally, for no situation at all. Wow, I, think okay. the, I think the negatives outweigh the benefits. Mm. Okay, um, And... For one reason, that when, when you use it, there's a human error there. So if you're the one that's doing the shocking, mm. then the dog has no idea really why they're actually being shocked. Mm. And, and from a personal perspective, you're trying to build a relationship with your dog. And it's a, it's a lovely thing, isn't it? You've got a little puppy, a little dog. And then you go and stick an electric shock through them, electric current through them when they do yeah. something wrong. Um, it's going to blow your relationship completely, isn't it? Yeah. Look, I've known people who have used them in the past with hunting dogs. And I've always associated, you see them, they get this belt, and then they're going, what the, who did that? Exactly, and if they happen to be looking at a bird or something, then they might become phobic about that bird, and Mm. suddenly you've got a whole load of other issues that you really have caused yourself. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So... Shot collars, no-no? Certainly no-no for me, yeah. All right. Just going back to the field days for farmers that do have dogs, and working dogs are amazing. When you see them stop on a dime on a whistle, is that something you can help with as well? Um, Certainly the working dog uh, area is a... It's a very special area, and there are probably real farmers out there that train their dogs. I know that their methods they keep to themselves. And that it's actually... um, I was up in... um, uh, I was up in Matamata... Sorry, in... um, where were you? Um, Market, sorry, totally Matakana. Matakana, that's the one. Um, and there was a guy there that had a farming dog, and he, his dogs, his older dogs, taught his puppies. Yeah. Uh, and that was the way that I think most farmers teach their dogs. Yes. Yeah. Hey, look, uh, the calls are coming, and we'll come to wow. them very soon. 0800 844 747 to have a free chat with Darren. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness Dogs. I was told when I was buying... Um, what was that? Mindfulness four dogs. Mindfulness four dogs. I wonder what you were doing. A very good hand signal there. You're right. Mindfulness four dogs. So I was told when I was buying a Border Terrier, I wanted to buy two. Yep. And I was told by the breeder, no, because if one goes haywire, they'll go haywire together. Is it better to let a dog become mature than buy another puppy? Hey, we've always bought dogs in twos. Um, so we were um, back in UK, we were known as Mr. and Mrs. Noah, me and my wife. Um, it comes with benefits. It comes with um, negatives. Mm. Um, the benefits are they chew each other, so they don't destroy your house. Mm-hmm. But you've got this bond between brother and sister or brothers that you need to separate when you're training. So, right. so it's a hard. It's it's not for the uh, for the weak-minded. So we say it's quite hard work yeah. when you've got brother and sister. And you've hit the nail on the head there. It's time. You've got to put the time into them, don't you? Yeah, certainly. You get nothing for free. Yeah. And also, if you want a quick fix, 
Not going to happen. Don't get a dog. No. All right. Oh, hey, by the way, if you did enter the Mindfulness for Dogs website competition through Facebook, Darren's going to draw the winner at the end of this, aren't you? So now. Exciting. Bridget's Bridget's on the phone. G'day, Bridget. Hello, Bridget. Yeah. G'day. Just wondering if Darren could help me. Mm. Um, I'm a first-time dog owner, but having said that, my little dog is um, two and a half years old now. It's a, he's half Bichon toy poodle. And um, my husband's got a big um, black lab who's about six or seven years old. They're both inside dogs, and um, the black lab's fine. But my little boy, he is um, toilet trained 95% of the time. Hmm. And just occasionally, for no reason, he just does something in a corner of the lounge. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm just wondering what I can do to change that behaviour. Good afternoon, Bridget. Um, is it normally in the same place? Yes. Yeah. So, so quite often um, a dog will, they're quite habitual. So it's probably not an, an actual reason, but if they peed in the same place, the smell, even though we clean it incredibly well, um, dogs' noses have like millions more senses um, um, cells than, than we do. Mm. So they'll know exactly, they can smell that. So it doesn't matter how much you clean it, it tends to go back. If it's on a carpet, it's really hard to get out. So it might just be a habitual thing. Yeah. Um, so probably the best thing um, to use is a, um, an enzymatic um, washing powder because that tends to break down the bacteria that produce the smell. And what, that might what help. What was that called again, sorry? And then, I don't know what you call it here, an enzymatic bacteria, oh, yeah. biological bacteria, uh, uh, yep. washing powder. That tends yep. to break down the bacteria that cause the smell, which then uh, will attract the dog to that place. Maybe even put something over that spot so that you can try and break the habit. Mm-hmm. Because it's not really toilet training, because he's already trained. I think it's just a, a matter of just breaking that, um, that habit that he's got. Hey, Bridget, do you, do you walk outside with your dog at certain times and just say the word toilet? Do you have a command <coughs> like that, maybe? Well, I haven't been able to train him to do that. No. Okay. Is that <laughs> training? I hear you could yeah. do it. Yeah, so, so if you, um, there are certain times when your dog needs to lose. So if it has a drink or if it's getting playing or if it wakes up to sleep, just stick it on the lead and take it out to a particular place. And then yep. once it starts to go to the toilet, afterwards you say, oh, good toilet, mm. or, or whatever yeah. you want to call it, really. Mm. And then they'll start to associate that word with the situation. Don't say it when they're doing it, no, because then that will stop them from going to the toilet and then they'll go inside and relax and oh. they'll just come out. Wow. How's that, Bridget? Does that yeah, help? Okay, yep, thanks. I'll give it a go. Thank very you. Good. Hey, thanks thank for you. calling. Actually, Bridget could be a prime candidate for our next session, which is um, with the Queen of Clean Shannon Lush to get those stains out of the carpet. <laughs> Shannon's in just after about 25 to 3, all right? But right now, though, you can have this free discussion with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. It's a great idea because, you know, Darren, I think this is the problem that most of us go, oh, saw this movie, lovely dog, go off and buy one. And then we stick it in an apartment or it's in a totally an appropriate place for that dog that may need to work. Are you the sort of person that would give advice around an appropriate breed as well? Yeah, so certainly I try and encourage people to contact me before they've even um, bought the dog because then we can look at their lifestyle, we can decide whether it's the right dog. Now, um, most people pick a dog on looks, Mm. so like the husky, that kind of thing, really gorgeous dog. But actually their lifestyle may not really fit that type of dog because they're full-on dogs. Yeah. Um, so, So... it's quite nice to speak to people before that because yeah. then I can recommend a certain dog mm. um, to, to fit in their lifestyle, really, I guess. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. 0800 844 747. Give the number a call. And look, if you've got a funny question, you're not too sure about it, just ask it anyway because Darren has probably heard them all, I'd imagine. <laughs> Certainly had a few. <laughs> so tell me about um, 
Look, the Veterinary Association globally is trying to move us away from buying certain breeds, the breeds that have all the, yeah. you know, the little, whatever you call them, squash face dogs. Yeah. Is that something you see changing, that people are moving away from breeds like that? I'm not quite sure why the motives behind that. I know there's a lot of problems with the, the sort of flat face dogs with the breathing yeah. and the eyes. Yeah. Um, they're certainly not any more behaviourally bad than any other dogs. No. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a kind of move towards the... Um, I think we've got to move away, sorry, from seeing all the smaller dogs as the, the big pit bulls and that kind of thing because they're, they're very different dogs. Yeah, they each, are. Each dog can be very different. So. Yeah. But there's no point. Like, say, if you're a real couch potato and you, you don't even walk to the letterbox, don't go buying a German Shepherd, would you? I mean... <laughs> You know, why would you buy like a big Waimarana if you're not someone who's going to go, yeah. not necessarily hunting, but take it for a gallop on the beach or whatever? I think it's down to education again, isn't it? People, mm. um, I'm always, to, always, always telling people, do your research, go online. Um, there's some amazing uh, breeders. If you go to the New Zealand Kennel Club, yes, they can tell you all about the breed. You can find out exactly what that breed needs. There's, mm. I think there's actually a, a website that tells you all the exercise they need and the amount of exercise. Brilliant. So there's no excuses for not finding out what that dog needs. And um, by going to the kennel club, of course, you're also avoiding <coughs> inbreeding and all that backyard yeah. breeding stuff, yeah. aren't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Fourteen past two. Oh eight hundred eight four four seven four seven. Hello, Bill. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. How are you today? Yeah, good. 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 Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I've got a German Shepherd. Um, he's, after I put him outside and have the door open for a bit, he just stands there staring at me, and I tell him to go away, and he comes back and keeps staring at me. <laughs> Why does he do that? So is he, he's an outdoor dog normally? No. Well, I keep him. I like to have him inside as much as possible. Yeah. But um, when I need to have him outside so he can go toilet or just be outside a bit. But we take him everywhere with us anyway when I can. Yeah. But yeah. So, so how old is he? Uh, we're just coming over three now. About three, sorry. Okay. Um, so German Shepherds are um, they're kind of in, back, in between dogs. They're kind of the herders and that guarding dog. So, yeah. um, so they form a really strong bond and relationship with their owners. So yeah. it would be quite alien, I guess, for a shepherd to be away from his owner. Okay. So it's, I, would, I would take as a compliment that he just loves you so much that he wants mm. to be with you. And even if he's not allowed to, he's just going to just watch you. Yeah, as long as he's not barking at you or anything like that, then it, for me that's just no. a sign of love. <laughs> no, he didn't. I think he tends to know that I'm the top dog in the house, but he just as soon as I pick up the car keys, he's paying attention. He knows he's going to go somewhere. So, see, I, yeah. I'd, I'd rather be a good guy for your dog than the top dog, but that's another story. <laughs> no, okay, yeah. So yeah, hang on. Hey, Bill, thank you very much. It sounds like you've got a lovely dog there. Um, yeah. Darren, just going back to that, I always thought you had to be the top dog in the house. Is that wrong? Um, it's quite a contentious one, isn't it? I, I, I don't see myself as the alpha dog. Mm. Um, many years ago, there was a study on wolves, and it was said that the, there was always an alpha wolf, and, and a lot of that studies have um, been shown to be incorrect now anyway. Oh, right. And um, somebody, I don't know who, no one really knows, uh, said... That's actually how dogs are. But mm. if you look at all the literature, the, the recent literature in, in academia, um, dogs are more social animals. They actually reflect our society more than, than wolves. And in fact, wolves reflect our society as well. So, wow. so when, an, when a, a young puppy is born into a, um, a pack or yeah, a pack of dogs, then it's actually the age that defines which dog is res- being respected. So mm. your granddad, you wouldn't jump on your granddad. Mm. The puppy wouldn't jump on granddad. So this concept of being an alpha dog and you being the dog, ooh, probably not a good thing. Um, I think it causes more problems. Also, 
our dogs are really clever. They realise we're not dogs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> some do better than others, don't they? There are some very smart dogs around. <clears throat> it's 17 past two. Jump on the phone. Have a chat with Darren Rowe, 0800 844 747. Peter Williams, weekday mornings on Magic Talk. We're sick of all this crap, all these macho drivers. There's no content. Day mornings, 9 till 12 on the Magic Talk Network. 18 and a half past two. G'day, Alan. Hello. It, look, it's, I've, I've just come into the care of a little three-month-old Bichon poodle, mm-hmm. and I've got him for a few months. And I just wanted to know, what is he not allowed to eat? <laughs> three, three months. Yes. Um, first of all, I'd probably say if you're going to... Um, if you want to find the exact information for that, probably best to speak to someone like maybe Sandy, who's on the radio here, because she's a nutritionist or a vet, because I'm not really a vet person. But what, one thing I would say is make sure it's a good quality food. Um, okay. And you can make a decision whether it's a dry food or a wet food. Um, can, but, you have, um, can you have little bits of meat like we have it, it you know, we'll, we'll have meat once a day. And yeah. Certainly, I've, little, certainly I feed my dogs um, meat and raw food. You just right. want to be a bit sensitive. He's, he's only three months old, so he's very young. So if you think about it, with put it into a baby perspective. If you gave baby uh, a baby a solid food, they might it might upset their stomach. So be very yeah. careful when they're this young. Um, I so would say certainly not nuts, bones. What kind of nuts are you meant to give them? Are they a special breed brand or? Do, do you mean the kibble? Is it kibble? Is yeah, that yeah, what they so, are? yeah. No, I've heard it called nuts before actually. Um, again. I mean, there's lots and lots of different types out there. I would probably go for, personally, I go for the most um, natural um, food I can get and the one with the um, as little preservatives and things as you possibly can, but probably your pet food store or your vets are the ones to speak to about recommending the best ones. Mm. Um, I think they're all much for muchness, personally. Okay. Hope that helps, Alan. Sorry, I could be more specific there. All the best with your Bijon. Thank you. Yeah, very soft little things, aren't they? They're gorgeous. It's just yeah. like a little teddy bear that, you know, walks outside and goes to the toilet. <laughs> G'day, Phil, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, is your name da- Darren, is it? It is Darren, Phil, yeah, thank you. Yeah, 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 how are you, Darren? Uh, yeah, I've got a beardy working dog. Beardy, yep. Yeah. yeah, and he'd be about, I don't know, around about, I'm guessing about 10 or something like that. I bought him when he's about two or three. Yeah. But then the last um, 18 months, well, must he absolutely stinks. Okay. With his coat, and I've rung the bed, and they couldn't, um, they didn't have an answer for it. Have you got an answer for that, what I can do? Ooh. Um, have you changed his food in the in No, the no, it no? just gets mutton and beef and okay. that, yeah. No, uh-huh. there's been no um, change in diet. Um, without seeing the dog, I probably wouldn't be able to, but I would... Oh, he's in, he's in great, he's in great order, and he's he's fit as a trout. He's a, he's a great working dog. Do you know? I wouldn't worry. He's probably rolling in a cow pat or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's not <laughs> cow shit. No, it's not. I've been I've been around working dogs for oh, oh no, probably thirty two, thirty three years. Yeah, have a look at his skin and um, see if there's any sort of. Um, uh, he may well have some sort of um, mange coming through or something like that because that can sometimes yeah, uh, no, I've cleaned him and everything, and yeah. but he, he just uh, it's his coat. It's absolutely reeks. Okay. And it might just if be you a... touch him, you even get on your hands if you know what I mean. Hey, might... Phil, um, Darren, this is a question for you, but Phil, just stay there. Uh, you're not supposed to use human shampoos on a dog, are you? No. So what no, would you no, use? No, 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 I've never shampooed him. No. Yeah, um, you can certainly... Um, no, I'm talking about the flea stuff that you pour yeah. on for fleas. I've done all that, yeah. Hey, look, some old dogs, I've got a, a 17-year-old, and um, 
that's just the way some of those old dogs are. Eh? They just they just start their coats start to deteriorate. The bacteria gets in the um, yeah. in the fur, and it's just the way it is, really. I guess. Yeah, but his, his coat looks good. There's nothing wrong with his coat, but he just smells. No worries. Um, so don't worry about it. Just I, yeah. No, I wouldn't worry too much. But again, keep in contact with your vet. And that's yeah. probably the best advice I would say. You know, there was a brand of shampoo that was marketed through vet clinics years ago, and it was because it wouldn't strip. You know how human shampoos take all the oil, natural lanolins, yeah. I guess, out of your <clears throat> own hair. Yeah. So they were saying, do not use them. I'm not saying because Phil was clearly saying he doesn't do that. But you do get people who get carried away and wash and condition their dogs, and then blow dry them with a hair dryer. And oh, yeah. I, I used to always think that you you only water, you only um, wash your dog once every month, once every year. Some people, yeah, but um. Having seen a few of the show dogs, they wash them every week, and oh, yeah. their their fur is immaculate. So I think it's really, like you said, it's down to what you're using right. uh, when you do it. Okay. And, and that, the pH, I think it is, isn't it? The strips, yes. strips the oils out. Yeah, you've got to be so, careful. Yeah, got to be very careful. There are some dermatological-type shampoos <laughs> for animals that you probably need to go and talk to your vet about. 0800 844 747. G'day, Peter. Hello, how are you? Hi, Peter. Uh, my daughter's got a border terrier. terrier. Great <laughs> I think that's where we've had it. <laughs> She's had it since it was a pup. It's about a year old now, and she lives alone, goes to work. But when she comes home, she finds things torn to pieces. <laughs> yeah. That's a classic sign of anxiety um, and stress. Um, yeah. Is he trying to chew, it's like chewing the furniture and, and carpet yeah, and things like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got a cane chair or chew the cane oh, wow. chair a bit. Right. Yeah. Um, what yeah. happens when a dog is left alone and they're very anxious? Um, and yeah. and we normally happens when we have a dog and we just leave. We don't sort of yeah. pra- practice leaving for maybe a couple of minutes, a couple of seconds, and then a few, and, and then hours and hours. Um, they get very stressed out, and the the whole act of chewing actually releases endorphins in their body, and it makes oh, them really yeah. happy. And then and then of course the more they chew, the more happier they feel. So they keep chewing and keep yeah. chewing. Wow. Um, so what you can do is you can ignore that, or you can key into that, and you can say, well, let's put some toys down that are more appropriate. So there's some. Um, some awesome little toys where you can put yeah. the food inside mm. and that will really it's, encourage them. Make sure they're very strong because Border Terriers yeah, really got strong a bit of a, a, a character. He's got a box full of soft toys and it them to be. Yeah. <laughs> Most of those soft toys you don't want them to chew now. You want those rubber ones with yeah. food in mm. because the more they yeah. chew that then they fall asleep. Also, confine the area so they're not running completely yeah. free in the house during the day because then you can save And another thing too, I, I, know, I stay with it now and again. I notice when she leaves to go to work it'll cry for about two minutes. Really cry, yeah. you know. They hate yeah. being Alone. They do, and, and if you think about it, they've, they've come from, especially if it's a young puppy, they come from their mum, mm. they're used to having yeah. loads of people, loads of puppies around, and then suddenly they're left by themselves. It's like, do you ever tell your dog you're going to be back in 10 minutes? I'm always saying to my dog, I'm going to be back in 20 minutes. If it's overnight, it, I do night sleepies. <laughs> and you reckon they understand that? I reckon they do, yeah. Wow. Hey, Peter, all the best. It's a great breed of hey. dog. Yeah, all the best. Thank you, Peter. Um, the Border Terrier... Mine was Max, and he was amazing, but he had to be where you were. Yeah. If you got up to go to the toilet, he'd come and sit on your feet. If you went to bed, he wanted to come with you. He Just the most loyal little breed. It's those working dogs, aren't they? They're very loyal yeah. dogs. And Border Terriers are just gorgeous. But oh, yeah. They, they can, you, have to, you have to be quite strong-minded with a Border Terrier, definitely. Oh, he was probably yeah. stronger than yeah. I was <laughs> in lots of regards. Um, look, you've got time to talk with Darren. Darren is from Mindfulness for Dogs. He's got a website. What is your website? It's um, mindfulnessfordogs.com. Fancy that. Yeah. And on Facebook too, there's a Facebook competition. We're going to draw the winner for that before the show's over. 0800 Hi, Mary. Oh, good afternoon to you both. Good afternoon, Mary. Hi. One of my dogs is a uh, Jack Russell. He's 11 years of age. And it doesn't matter what time of day, he knows exactly 
um, he's going for a WALK. Yeah. Um, it drives me mad. He's like a kangaroo. He jumps up and down, up and down, and barking all the way. Hey, that, oh. that comes back to, um, I think, the very first show I did, where they, I think they do read our thoughts. Um, and, and I think it's proof because you can say W-A-L-K and they still know what you mean. Right? You can wow. say it in another language and they still know. Um, if it's the same time as well, they, they kind of... Dogs do know about time, yeah? And the key thing um, for that is to take the lead out at different times in the day. And then when he's jumping up, totally ignore him. When he sits down... Um, and think, think about the sit, think about him sitting down as you're doing that, because that will help him. And then put the lead on him, and then just walk away. But don't take him out for a walk, and then take the lead off, and just mix it around a bit so it's not that every day at that certain time we go for a walk. Yeah. It's always a nice way just to sort of swap yeah, it around a bit. Yeah, no, no I, I insist on Sunday off, because I've got the two dogs, and um, I have that off, but then I feel guilty, and so I sneak out. But no, he's there waiting. <laughs> no, we, we had a Jack Russell when I was growing up, and I think she lived till she was like nearly twenty. So just go oh, on for, they go oh, on wow. forever and ever and ever. But they're such smart cookies; they really are. Oh, they are yeah. dirty little things. He's my nemesis. <laughs> hey, Mary, you probably have to walk about a hundred k's to tire out a Jack Russell, don't you? <laughs> well, that's oh. the problem. I, I'm a bit lame, and I can't do oh, that. Yeah, you I mean, need... he goes six days a week anyway. Oh, that's really good. That's probably a lot more than most dogs. Yeah. And we've got a great big section, so. He moves. Well, I mean, when he goes, he just puts his nose to the ground, <laughs> and and he, you know, he just wants a lift down there. He's trying to catch all your rabbits. Oh yeah, yeah. gosh, you never see one. <laughs> but anyway, I oh, persevere. Thanks, no Mary. Okay, thank you, Mary. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. You also can talk with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. Oh eight hundred eight four four seven four seven. I read this about border terriers, right. and I went, whatever. I read it, and it's true. It's said in this book about them that. Your border terrier will know what you're going to do by the shoes you're putting on. And wow. he knew. He knew if I was going for a run or putting on gumboots to go and work outside. He knew. He was a smart yeah. little dog. I think um, we don't give dogs enough credit for their intelligence. Mm. Um, there was a study a long time ago where uh, I think it was a border collie that we always assume are very clever, but all dogs are clever, um, could distinguish between some like 50 different toys. And they put wow. all these toys behind the sofa and, and said, go find Squeaky or go find Yellow. And, and the dog would go around and, and just find it. They are smart. So if they can do that, I mean, yeah, you know, a couple of, couple of different coloured shoes is nothing, is it? No. And those toys you were referring to, there's a brand <coughs> from way back. It's a reddish one called Kong. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, great. Kongs. They're bulletproof, aren't they? They are. And, and they're also really good because you've got the two holes at yes. the top. And you need the hole at the top to be the right size, otherwise you get like a suction. Yeah, and yeah. You don't want the dog to get the tongue stuck in the Kongs. No. And, and, th- and those are bang on the money for no. that. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> oh, no, it's not funny either. 0800 844 If you'd like to sneak in a cheeky last call, mm-hmm. that's fine. I've got a couple of texts to come to. Amber has suggested <laughs> that the stinky dog might have a yeast infection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't know. I think the vet would have picked that up now because yeah, he said I'm he'd sure taken it to the vet maybe. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I knew a vet... Uh, I knew lots of vets years ago. I used to work in an animal health industry, and she could tell, this is disgusting, <clears throat> she could tell the type of infection by smelling it. Yeah, Yuck. I can understand that, yeah. Definitely. Now, Gary wants to know, do Rhodesian Ridgebacks, um, are they a good breed? Are they hard to train? Um, I suppose it depends on the person, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're definitely a full-on dog. Um, they're they're a, a herding dog cattle dog i think as far as i remember um so they're a working dog so you've got to keep them really busy okay certainly the ones i've met they're, they're relatively easy to train um 
but in the right motivations, I guess, yeah. Yeah, all right. Nice dog, no. Really nice dog. They are. Look, all dogs can be, they can go one way or the other, can't they? They can. They, indeed, they really yeah. can. Yeah. Here's a text from Fiona. It says, hi there, I walk a Belgium Shepherd. Um, I guess she's talking about a dog, not a man from Belgium. <laughs> He's very well behaved. While out one day, a young man was walking towards us and said, your dog is looking at me. Is he all right? I asked him to take off his cap as the shepherd does not like caps, hoodies or sunglasses. He's very well behaved and loves children. Isn't that extraordinary? It's quite common, actually. Really? Um, so in the first sort of couple of weeks when you get your puppy at 12 weeks old, 8 weeks old, that's the time when you need to introduce your dog to the glasses, to the hats, to the beards. Um, I've just done a puppy class at the moment and um, check the Facebook page out. We've had some ridiculous pictures of people with sombreros on and great big glasses. Wow. Because if they see them when they're young then they're not scared of them when they're older. And you can see how it just builds up and builds up and builds up as they get older. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, really common, unfortunately. Hey, just on that eye contact, it's weird for us when you can't see someone's eyes behind very dark glasses. Is that the same for dogs? Yeah, I think oh, so, yeah, well. certainly. Um, especially if the dog's a little bit um, nervous of people. They, they they look at their eyes and they read their eyes. Mm. So if they can't see their eyes, it's, oh, I don't know what to do, really. Yeah, yeah, okay. Certainly, yeah. Um, someone called Nats, who's actually my producer, she's just texted <laughs> me to say, Archie, my dog is weird with people in helmets, motorbike helmets, BMX riders, um, and cows in fields. <coughs> Get your own radio show. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Wow, that's interesting. So it's the same, is it? Same kind of thing, the yeah. Of your head. Yeah, yeah, the cows in the field, they it kind of cues into that predator-prey drive. Right. Um, and it, most animals want to chase big animals. So okay. Probably at the back as well, I imagine. Yeah, well, there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's grinning. She's got an answer for free. <laughs> so Darren Rowe is for it's from Mindfulness for Dogs, and we are now going to go and do a, a winning um, draw for the Facebook competition we launched last week. How's that gone? <clears throat> um, it was fantastic. Um, yeah. Loads of people. Um and thank you so much for all those people who put a lovely, lovely, lovely photo of their little dog uh, and them in sometimes and, and told me why their dogs are so awesome. It was really nice, really positive message to go. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was. It's, I just did a random pick, a Google random generator, mm. and um, I came up with um, Ali Gaplin and it was Pickles and Bonnie and... <laughs> Such an awesome photo of Pickles and Bunny in a in a boat, and it looked like they were speedboat drivers. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, that's nice. What have they won? So we've got um, a little pack. It's got a um, a toy. It's got one of those toys we talked about actually, um, yeah. a throwing toy. Um, it's got a little ball, and I'll put in a small ball because these are two little small dogs. Aww. And um, it's got um, it's got some hokey oil from yeah. Newfoundland, and it's got um, some uh, itchy cream. Talking about the guy that said he's got the smell, they could yes. use that actually. Yeah. Um, so e- he's a pet. It's like a little tiny. Uh, um, lotion you put on your dog. Nice. And, and some treats from Zeewee Oh, well, you're very generous. Uh, now, look, at people, because there are lots of people who listen and would never call because they're very nervous. How do people get in touch with you? So you can go onto my Facebook page, just um, search for um, Mindfulness for Dogs or M for Dogs, and you can always email me on the website, or you can phone me on 0274-585872. Oh, hang on, that was way too Whoa. fast. 0274-585872. Brilliant. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. All sorts of wonderful stuff. I learn something every time you come in here. Lovely to have you along. Thank you very much. Now, we're going to switch it up a bit. Mind you, it could be your cat or dog that has stained something. Use your imagination. Get on the phone 0800 844 747 and you can talk to Shannon Lush, the Queen of Clean here on Weekend Life. It's 26 and a half to 3. Make your comments heard. Text Magic Talk 3920.